Australia? Are we live from Australia? What is this? What are we doing? That's later tonight. Oh. Later tonight. Live. Free float is in Oz time tonight. Yeah, go. From the West Hartford Fire Department magazine reading nook? What the hell is that? It's delightful in there. It's yet another Manic Monday edition of Business Pants, joined as always by our Lord of the BS. That's the Lord of the Board Sabermetrics, Matt Muscardi. That's me. And today's ESG stained bag of materiality called March 27th, 2023, Sexy Story Updates. A lot of those. That's all we have. Yeah. That's all we have. That's, that's, that's enough. What happened Can, to the nerd just... alert? Why, why do we kill the nerd alert? We didn't kill it. It's just it killed you know, itself. You know, who's, who's got time? Who's got time to do that? Yeah. Who's who's doing that stuff? Let's let's introduce some news. Let's make this let's entertain the people. Dance, monkey. Oh. Here we go. No particular order. Let's start off with bank a loser palooza. Ooh, <laughs> that seems like it should be one. Can we trademark bank a loser palooza? Palloozers. Bank of Palooza. Oh, Bank Palooza. Yeah. First Citizens buys Silicon Valley Bank, now owns 17 branches of SVB and paid $72 billion for the California lenders' assets. It's pretty amazing that Silicon Valley Bank was worth uh, 25 times Credit Suisse. Okay. Credit Suisse got bought for $3.6 billion. Somehow Silicon Valley Bank got $72 billion as a failed but, bank. But Credit Suisse has been failing in front of our eyes for years. SVB had a bad day because Peter Thiel started tweeting stuff and taking his money out. But that just out. goes to show you. That just goes to show you that there's no rhyme or reason. Like we're talking about a bank crisis. It's not a bank crisis. It's a, it's a libertechian crisis. The board sabermetrics data shows, Matt, that First Citizens Bank, I mean, you know, we don't, for once, you don't even really need board sabermetrics for this one, but still you should buy it. (laughs) It's a family firm. That that was a hard sell. No, I know. Well, actually, here's what we can tell you, because the regular ESG data providers will just tell you it's a family firm, and that maybe there's there's a few directors connected to the family. That's true, but that's boring. But we can tell you that these three directors at First Citizens Bank control 75% of the influence on the board. So First Citizens is just a bunch of family members. It's worse. It's worse. You know what else we can tell you? You know what else we can tell you? We can tell you that they do have a risk committee, so good for them. Okay. But they do not have any risk experts on the board. But this, but this is sort of is an industry norm we're finding out, no? Apparently. Um, or at least with, oh, it's sorry, not, it's a norm with the banks that are failing, failing or suck. <laughs> I mean, that's most of them. Okay. Let's just say that this part is not the norm. The collective influence of the risk committee members is... Five percent. Okay, but I already told you that the family controlled seventy-five percent of the influence. So we're really only talking about the remaining twenty-five percent here, right? I mean, still, you somehow managed to make twenty percent. Like you could have. The put, family's not going to care if they don't care, Matt. You you should have really put the rest of the board on the risk committee. That's the only way that would work. Even then, um, even then, the, if the family don't care, you know. 
but the but it is it is telling that SVB actually is a governance paragon in compared mm. to to first citizens. Like SVB had a risk expert on the board, not on the risk committee. And the risk committee had some influence and there wasn't large executive presence on the board. It was only 20% of the board. Now they got bought by a company that like three dudes control from one family. That's like the opposite of a governance upgrade. Yeah. I, luckily, the governance... I don't know. Is Peter Thiel tweeting now that like First Citizens is going to lose them all their money? Luckily, the governance world has us. First of all, I love that the family's name is Holding. H holding H O L D I N. I mean, it's kind of it kind of cute in a governancey way, right? Yeah, because they hold holding. all the share. I don't know, kind of cute. We're doing the holding. But can I just say that the ESG world should be thankful that we exist because we're. Yeah. I still think we're the only ones who look at family-controlled firms, controlled companies, and we scream in horror. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, we do. So let yeah. this be a lesson to you too that we're the only ESG providers, research people that you should ever listen to. Who are horrified yep. by your governance? Uh, other bank a loser palusers. Credit Suisse's top executives could face a probe over could? their role in the banking giant's collapse, according to the Swiss the Swiss watchdog Finma. Could could well she did say that they're not a criminal authority, but they're going to look into uh, into you know the uh, here's what. <laughs> I pulled her quote. I like these quotes because it makes me feel like she's a big Who's fan this of business who? pants. Who's this, this is she? Marlene Amstad Arms, from Finma. She said, Credit Suisse had a cultural problem that translated into a lack of accountability. Often it was not clear who was responsible for what. <laughs> this is what you're talk always talking about with risk assessments, right? At these yeah, banks. Come on, man. What do you mean? And she said this favored a negligent handling of risks. There you go. But we we know who we're clear on who was responsible for what. We could tell you the influence on the board. Mm -hmm. Here's the funny part about yeah. this. Okay, there are 11 executives listed on the executive committee at Credit Suisse. They're still listed there, even though it's UBS now. Four of them are women. Okay, so mm -hmm. if they're gonna face top execs face a probe. Then there's 11 executives, four of which are women. But they're all newcomers, no? All four women started in 2022. All right, so what are they, 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 they going to say? They literally threw ladies to clean up the mess. That's what, I mean, what they, you, they just literally found the executive washroom. So how are they going to know what's <laughs> Can you on? imagine being one of the ladies who just started on this executive committee and now Finma's probing you and asking you, what did you know? How did you know it? And you're just like... I literally just got here. They asked me to clean this up. Like, I don't know what's going on. You know how companies are always claim that directors are independent despite the fact that they give them hundreds of thousands of dollars? Yeah. Do you think that they, do they get to use the executive washroom or do they, do they use the crummy public bathrooms? I actually think they make them go downstairs into the cafe and like take the okay. key because off the Because they're independent. The right. Because they're independent. Right. That's... Otherwise, if they're peeing in the facility there, they're not. that's compromising. Uh, and finally, our bank of palooza or loser. I don't even know what the segment's called anymore. Uh, here, okay, I just want to call out this article from the Financial Times. I don't know if I'm angry or pleased. I, I don't know. You can help me out with this. The, the article is called Time to Ask What the Directors Were Doing at These Failed Banks. Some of the stuff from the article, the, fr uh, the fragility of financial institutions suggests serious lapses in corporate governance and banking and beyond. To date, there has been only a superficial debate about governance at these banks. Matt, mm -hmm. I read through this article. I read the whole article, actually. 
It kind of sounds like a, a business pants mega fan, a free float mega fan, a board metrics fan, but I don't see any I don't see us cited anywhere. What's going on? Uh let me tell you what's going yeah. on. Andrew Edgecliff Johnson, okay. who wrote the article mm-hmm. I was in touch with sure. last week okay. about the writing of this article, handed him our data and our talking points. And he just did a stellar job of cribbing our notes and taking our lines, I feel like. But, I, 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 yeah. There's no other way for me to describe it. By the way, I, I can timestamp the authenticity of this reporting that I put this in before I knew that you had reached out to this reporter. I, I flagged this article before Matt told me. I don't want anyone to think that we concocted this incredible no, plan this wasn't, to this, sound smart. Actually, Damien pulled this, and I put in our pre-production notes. You basically, you know, he stole this I, right? like, again. I only I, look, pulled it to complain about it because I did not know. But I'm happy at least the Financial Times realizes that if you want to understand governance, you reach out to us. Andy, you're welcome to our stuff. In of fact, course. you don't even have to quote us. You just, well, just, I don't know about just, that. just. You don't have to quote. You can just say. Free float's awesome at the end okay, of fine. every one of your articles. Sure. You're welcome. Well, actually, I want you to say free float because we have a branding problem. Free float's awesome. Board Saver Metrics is awesome. Business Pants That's right. is we awesome. We have like 19 companies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Do you yeah. got, give me a sound effect for moving on. Something. Oh, you want to? Yeah. Oh, here. Okay. Uh, the same, it's the same. <laughs> Transition, baby. Transition. Uh. Jerky sports bros is this category. Oh. Well, really, this is not a business category. Yeah, these are the owners and CEOs of their companies. Here we go. Vince McMahon, a publicly traded company he's the CEO and owner of. Vince McMahon will reimburse the WWE board $17 million for its sexual misconduct investigation. Matt, help me out here. This is another one of these insipidly controlled companies. The company is Vince McMahon. So what does it mean when you reimburse the board? What does that mean? Like where are you, you getting the money from? You write a check to your own company. Right, right? I don't <laughs> I think his comp- I think WWE then pays WWE. <laughs> By the way, it's yeah. And SEC, I know you're listening. Can you come on? Enough with this controlled company bullshit, okay? It's it's just it's tiresome. Uh, Matt, I spent probably 45 minutes just trying to find out one thing this morning, and that is who was this special committee of WWE independent board members who investigated the uh, the alleged sexual misconduct uh, perpetrated by its CEO and chair? And what did you find? I couldn't find anything. They didn't. They never <laughs> named the the directors. But then Matt helped me realize that that's because really there's only three independent members yeah, on this the board. Three people so it's just left those over three it. people who, as it turns out from our uh, influence data, they they actually have no. There's no point in them really existing None. anyway. You there's can put no me point. on the board. I have the same amount of influence. Let's. It's Vince McMahon. I'm ready, by the way, Vince. It's his daughter and his daughter's husband. And being on that board, being an independent director is is like Nonsense. it's like telling me that like I I am in charge of my children. It's not that they run everything. This is why, despite looking through fifteen different filings, that they never name these members because they know that it, nobody cares. It Doesn't would matter. be so it's silly. silly. <laughs> the silliness. Actually, it would be really incredible if one of the people on that committee was not independent. And they called them independent. That would be the 
Here's how insane controlled companies really are. I'm looking at you, Zuckerberg. Uh, this is a quote from, uh, what, what, what do you care what the quote was from? Here we go. WWE's board ultimately found that the payments, though made by Mr. McMahon personally, should have been booked as WWE expenses because they benefited the company. <laughs> right? <laughs> Wait, those payments were settlements to sexual assault accusers. Yes. Basically, hush payments. So the board's finding mm -hmm. was that he should have expensed those settlements yeah. because it was better. The board he Actually, controls. Mm -hmm. con congrats to WWE for being incredibly self-aware. Because basically what they said was, we are a controlled company. Everything that happens to Vince McMahon is happens to the company. So if Vince McMahon is going to pay off like uh, like uh, accusers and, and people he sexually assaulted, then he should just do it from the company funds because it helps the company. Imagine being a shareholder of WWE. According to our data, Vince McMahon alone controls 67% of the inputs of that board. By the way, Vince... I uh, I'm, I too live in New England. You're in Connecticut. I, I will be a board member if you ask me. So I can get that train down there regularly. So give I, me a call. I'm ready. I mean, I'm even closer. We can yeah, just, both we can put, of us. We could both. Why don't we, we put Jesse your on our, ESG uh, cred? Jesse can be on the board. Okay. Then you get then you well, get diversity. Why are you putting too? everyone on but me? I I was trying to get on the board, Matt. <laughs> I don't care about <laughs> You're Jesse. Too far away. And also, Jerky Sports Bros team owner Washington Commanders, as they're called now, Washington Commanders team owner Daniel Snyder has declined to be interviewed in NFL's uh. investigation. <laughs> not only did I, not only did I point out this because it's just you know how ridiculous it is that a, an he gets the decline. decline. Who declines? <laughs> but you know who this this investigation is being conducted by is is and this is another reason why I want to talk about the story is former SEC chair Mary Jo White. Oh. Yeah, that that seems good. It seems it? good, but I dug a little a little bit into Mary Jo White. And I found some fun stuff. First of all, you know she has represented the Sackler family in Purdue Pharma in litigation. Oh, okay, <laughs> not great. <laughs> and I want to plug uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren because she wrote a letter to White, uh, indicating that White's leadership of the commission has been extremely disappointing. I just like Aww. that Warren gets right to the point with things yeah. because. Mary Jo White failed to finalize certain Dodd-Frank rules, okay. al allowed settlements without admission of guilt, you know, letting companies, you know, this thing that I always point out, right, is that they they get to they, not they, admit they guilt to anything. They pay they get, they, they get to for pay, something but horrible. It's not their fault. It's so not their fault. I love you again, Warren, for that one. And also... Uh, that Mary Jo White frequently recused herself because her husband, John White, was a, a lawyer at a firm that represented just about every corporation in America. So, <laughs> so Mary Jo White would recuse herself frequently because of For this. Everything, yeah. And this other tidbit, Senator Warren asked Mary Jo White to step down immediately because she, uh, Mary Jo White refused to develop public disclosure, rule, public disclosure rules of political contributions made by corporations. This is one. This is one of the rules that I am desperate for. I would love this disclosure. Political contributions made by corporations. Again, I'm with you, Senator Warren. I'm with you. Um, just backing up a second. Yeah. Can we rename Dodd Frank? Is it time? It's time. I mean, Barney Frank, Barney 
is now I need the money, Frank. Yeah. I, I feel like it should be Dodd, I need the money. Do you like, think that, I, that Dodd did a little bit of a fist pump because he's like, I knew I should have been listed first. <laughs> he was like, finally, I'm <laughs> in charge. No one's thinking of Frank at all. Uh, let's move on to Tech Bro Shite. Tech Bro Shite. Oh, come on. Really? You want the transition? The <laughs> Here we go. Every time. Audiences love consistency. As the U.S. grills TikTok CEO, China welcomes Apple CEO. Oh, did they yeah. hug him? Apple CEO Tim Cook commented that Apple enjoys a symbiotic relationship with China. Oh, that's... So what's sort of like what's going on? Why so why are we so scared of China and China loves Apple? And what's going on, Matt? What's wrong with uh, I, us? I mean, you could argue that like dogs own a symbiotic relationship with ringworm. Like I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Sound like uh, Emma, the great Emma Lurking. Uh, I I, yeah. I think it's just a, I think they're they're just trolling. I mean, who's like, trolling? China's, I mean, like the TikTok CEO came here and said that TikTok was like a, basically a voyeuristic experience of watching idiot <laughs> Americans. Yeah, they're not wrong. And and then simultaneously, Tim Cook's going to China where they do most of the manu manufacturing. And he's like bro hugging, mm -hmm. you know, China's basically bro hugging the CEO of Apple yeah. being like, we love you guys. You guys are so cute and funny. What do you think about this report, Matt? There's a 90% chance TikTok will be banned. Uh, for, you know, I don't know. what I cannot interpret what that means, by the way. 90% chance. What is that? Is that, that means that when it doesn't get banned, <laughs> you could say, well, I said 90, not 100. Uh, TikTok will be banned in the U.S. unless it goes through with an IPO or gets bought out by a mega cap tech company. What do you think about that one? There's no well, chance in if that. It goes out, yeah. If it goes via IPO... And the CEO is 80% of the influence, mm -hmm. and that CEO is located in China. What are we talking about? Like, it, the IPO doesn't solve it, right? No. What Isn't about the power dynamics? What solve about it? this? What about the excitement of a US corporation buying it? Okay, so let's pick the corporations, shall we? Google yeah. is controlled by two guys named Larry and Sergey. That's all of the influence. And actually, I'm glad you start with Google. They, because uh, Zuck really already has all this crap, but Google actually seems like a possible logical right. choice. So there. we would yeah. trade the dictatorship in China that they're worried about for a dictatorship in San Francisco that they're not so worried about. But it's a about. half dictatorship. It's only two dudes. It's, it's true. Yeah. It's like a it's like a dual crown, like two popes. Yeah. Um but Zuck is a is Zuck, an option, unlikely. But they did spend twelve billion dollars on the metaverse last year. So actually I mean now that I think about it, this this would give Zuck just complete Dominance. Dominance. This is the moon, right? You yeah. own everything. I mean, and like, who else is left? You want the Snap founder to buy this? He already is the dictator of Snap. You want like Spotify, they, Spotify, Microsoft, maybe. Yeah. Um, Ooh, but that's they, not, they that's don't not have a dictatorship. dictatorship. Not a dictatorship. They don't have a dictator, but they do have a consolidation of power with um, the men on the board and the CEO. So, I don't know. Like, what are we? What are we talking about here? Like, who? Who exactly do you think is gonna buy TikTok? Give me, give me a quick prediction. What do you think? Oh, what do I think? I think TikTok doesn't get banned because mm -hmm. teenagers yeah, I right, now. I, right. I think they vote. Yeah, I think welcome to the ten percent chance. The right prediction. Uh, in Utah, Matt, uh, they just banned teens under eighteen from social media without parental consent. I gotta say. I do not agree with Governor Spencer Cox. 
Yeah, right. You drink coffee, right? The people in Utah don't they don't drink coffee, right? I don't agree with him on basically everything. Yeah. But this is not the worst idea. This is this is kind of good. Uh, I'm, I'm with it. Staying, it. You treat social media like cigarettes. Staying with tech bro shite. Although I don't think parents are allowed to give consent to let your kids smoke. Although I guess if you let your kids smoke in your kitchen, no one's going to come in and stop. No one comes them, right? in. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, like if you're both having ciggies together, <laughs> like it's fine. <laughs> That's the America I miss. <laughs> I don't miss things like like systemic racism and segregation. I miss smoking with your dad at the kitchen I table. I miss smoking with dad and no seatbelts. <laughs> uh, staying with tech broshite, Alibaba founder Jack Ma returns to China after a year of uncertainty. So I guess he's back in China. I don't know what that means. Did he? Was he in a cello case brought by Tim Cook? Is that how he got in? Uh, that's a good question, actually. I'm going to have Jesse look into that. Elon Musk. Ooh, <laughs> Elon Musk. Remember he bought Twitter for $44 billion? Well, there's I, a new value. I do. I, vaguely. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a new valuation of Twitter. You ready for it? Yeah, I bring it. $20 billion. Oh. So he's already, he's already lost $24 billion of value. That was fast. Also, um, it might be more because the source code for Twitter just was <laughs> Got leaked, leaked yeah. online. So another and person you know, who hates Elon Musk. Yeah, the source code is what Twitter is. So, like, yeah. well, again, somebody. Yeah, again, this is why when you're CEO, founder, or owner, whatever it is, it, it this is why if they're an a hole, it could actually be a long term risk to your company. Which is why what we do sounds stupid, Matt, but I but I think we're on to really. Uh, uh, real ESG systemic risk here. Here's the best part about mm -hmm. that. Not the valuation that there's nothing funny or interesting about that to me. The best part about the source code leak is that it's breaking. Now the source code was put on a place called GitHub, which is basically yeah. a global collaboration for I know coders. GitHub. Yeah, it's a nerd. Right? It's Everybody a nerd knows hangout. GitHub. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it's where, yeah, it's nerd hangout. It has been there for months. Oh, really? Literally months. As in, there, Elon Musk fired so many people mm -hmm. at one time, yeah. and it was so chaotic mm -hmm. that they didn't even notice <laughs> that their own source code for their entire platform was on a public site for months. Wow. They didn't notice it. And when they did notice it, then they freaked out. My guess is that source code has been downloaded like seven times. No one cares. No one wants it. I have some potentially good news, Matt. Here's a company that Elon Musk wanted to take another company he wanted to run. <laughs> oh, he doesn't have enough. But uh, the the other co-founders rejected his plan. He wanted, according to new reports, in 2018 he he decided he wanted to take over OpenAI, which of course is the famous company now for making the chatbot, Chat right? GPT, ChatGPT. Yeah. Uh, but they rejected the offer, and then he left the oh. board in a in a hit in a hissy fit in a what in a oh, huff, he hissy in a fitted his way out. Yeah. What is a hissy fit? I don't even know what that means. Is that appropriate? Uh, I think it's when you like make a cat sound when Would you Emma walk Would Emma buzz me for saying hissy fit? Would I gotten No, I don't that? think that's that's not gendered or no. ethnic okay. or racial. I think that's just going. So isn't this like good that. news that there's a there's another company that Elon Musk wanted to run that could have taken over the world that, and they wouldn't let him? Or don't you feel good no, about he this? Do you think he would have bought? Twitter if he was running another oh, company. I mean, like, a, what's the breaking point here? Because it's Neuralink, SpaceX, boring company, Tesla, and Twitter. Twitter was the last in that tent pole of chaos. I, I feel like if he was... 
open AI, A, we'd all be dead because mm. AI would have killed us all. And B, um, he wouldn't have gotten Twitter. So I don't know. Uh, here's what current CEO of OpenAI said about Elon Musk. He said, I mean, he's a jerk, whatever else oh, okay. Whatever else you want to say about him. And that's a long list of things. But he okay. said, I think he does really care. And he is feeling very stressed about what the future is going to look like for humanity. <laughs> yeah. That's like an anti-Semitic cesspool. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that quote, by the way. I don't know. I, I don't know if I want a he's jerk feel like trying to trying to fix humanity. Yeah, he's like your jerk dad who really wants you to get a good job, but also hates that he had you. Uh, here's another report in our universe of tech bro crap. Uh, I don't really know what to say about this, but I'm just reporting the news here. Peter Thiel. Peter Thiel's reported romantic partner was found dead in Miami. Police plan to interview Teal. I guess it's a possible suicide. But that's a lot of weird stuff lining up here, Matt. Peter Teal, uh, suicide, crypto, Miami. It happened in Miami of all places. I mean, I'm just saying, like, this is a no, crazy headline. I, it's a crazy headline, yeah. but I, like, look, no, I read the article mm -hmm. how, like, because Peter Teal's married and this is supposedly his, like, kept boyfriend in sure. Miami or whatever. I'm sure he's a lot of kept care. partners around. He's, I, unless he's they powerful. find that Peter Thiel like killed him or drove him to suicide. Yeah. Uh, this is none of our business. Look, I'm not going to, I don't know if I should say this out loud, but if I was kept by someone like Peter Thiel, I probably would be driven to suicide. I'm just putting oh, it out yeah, there. That now Emma's, but now there's a buzzer <laughs> for her from Emma. Yeah. <laughs> and which road do you take to get driven to suicide? Is it the, do you take the highway or do you take the, the, the side roads? All right, sorry. And finally, Matt, we started off this morning. You asked me, are we going to cover the protests in Israel? I right? did ask that, yeah. And so I'm going to tell you this. Yes. Oh. <laughs> you know, and here's, here's why we're going to cover it. Because here's a story that the business news does not give two craps about. And I'm looking at everybody, really. Forbes, Business, business Insiders, CNBC. None of them. None of them cover the story. I don't even understand why. There's a general strike going on in, in Israel. And actually, from what I've just read, it's working because yeah, they're, uh, just, they they're horrible right-wing leader Netanyahu uh, has, has agreed to postpone his horrible plans to basically own the judiciary branch. Um, but, he, but I don't... Explain to me why the business news is not covering this. And this is part of the reason why that I, I'm asking you. Because this is a general strike... Uh, very much represented by workers, the largest trade union group uh, representing 800,000 workers. But also, this includes publicly traded companies like, of all companies, McDonald's. What? Right? McDonald's agreed to close its doors to join this strike. And wow. uh, Bank Lumi and uh, Azrieli Group, which is a real estate company that controls a lot of the malls, a lot of the shopping malls, all decided to close down and join the strike. So I don't, I don't get why the bank, so why the, I, the business press. I get Azrieli yeah. Group and Bank Lumi, right? Tell they're me why. they're based in Israel. Yeah. Um, but McDonald's feels like a big deal. It does, doesn't like, it? Like. Mostly because it took a months to to, to agree, or over a month to agree to close the stores in Russia after yeah, they, they Russia too invades into it. They weren't too Ukraine. Into it. Yeah. They didn't want to do it. It was like, and in fact, all the news was how super complicated it was because it was franchises, mm -hmm. and they can't tell the franchisers to 
you know, just shut their doors. They don't have that kind of control. There's all these excuses about like, we can't, sorry, we can't do it. And now then they finally figured out how to do it. They sold off their portfolio of whatever. And um, now it's a new uh, store with a similar logo called like, you know, Burger Town or something. I don't remember. What do they call it? Do you remember? It's like Burger Eat or Fun Love. Yeah, it was like Fun Eat Burger Time. (laughs) And But somehow in... The Seconds, 12, minutes. 12 hours? Yeah, they figured, they, they figured out how to close 220 instant, stores. Instant solidarity. Instant. In, in Israel. Like yeah. how they, and, and they're taking a very political stand, right? Yes. Like this Extremely is Extremely overtly this, political, anti-fascist, is, anti-right-wing stand, yeah. And where is... Where is uh, Vivek right now? <laughs> Where is Vivek? Asking, He's probably asking, at a McDonald's, not in Israel because they're closed in Israel. But, yeah. but like, why? Why are we not hearing about woke well, maybe McDonald's? We maybe we will taking a political stand in Israel. Why are we not hearing about that? Uh, let me before we wrap up. I have two fun bits of uh, board sabermetrics data for you about these uh, Israeli companies that joined uh, the protest. Azrieli Group, also a family firm, Matt. But here's what I like. It's four directors of this family firm control 82% of the influence. And that's, that's three. Wo- three of those are women. Wow. And then Bank Lumi, another one. Uh, 42% of the board influences is, is female-led, despite the fact that they only represent a, a third of the board. So they actually have more influence than there are we we constantly talk about how women have less influence than their actual body representation in israel something else is going on i will say power they have power to to israel's credit our data suggests that israeli companies actually do a way better job at this okay and i wonder and this is pure speculation but like what we see is women have power commensurate with representation it's often more more exactly thank you more but what I wonder is because Israel has always been so uh-huh. open to like women in the military and right. women in positions of leadership. Okay. I wonder whether or not it's just like obvious there. Like there is no question. It's not really They're over like it. They're not doing it, the Vivek yeah, hand ringing. Like why are we talking about not having? They're not like, divesting why? from companies that mention you know diversity of thought. We aren't or, or voting gender, exclusively yeah. against women in the proxy statement. Right. They're not like yeah, afraid. Um, yeah. I'm wondering if uh, good for Israel. See all this board sabermetrics data you got for free. Imagine if you bought it. You could really transform <laughs> your your yeah, investment you strategy. You really could. You wouldn't transform. have to take our word for it. Yeah, I got. I actually. I got told that um, people might think that board saber metrics is a bit. Is it like a joke that we do? <laughs> it's Why? not. How it's is it real funny? Data. It's not. Funny. It's not. There's nothing that interesting. Was yeah. the boringest part of our shows is talking about the no, influence I like of it. the directors. I like By the way, That's if anyone I'm... if anyone out there is friends with Senator Warren, can you hook us up? Yeah, she would like yeah. this data, Matt. She would like. I feel this data. like she would. Well, we should have coffee and hang she out. She would love this data. That's all we got. That's Damian Rawls. I'm Matt Muscardi. We are Free Float. Those were board saber metrics, or the numbers that you heard. So funny and, those numbers. And you should buy them because they're for sale. Otherwise, tune in tomorrow for some corporate business theater. What are they? The corporate theater group. Sure, whatever. Until then, goodbye. <laughs>